Hi, my name is Anna Buteau and as an abundance mindset coach, I coach and teach online entrepreneurs daily on how to use the power of their thoughts to magnetize their dream clients, money, and business. This podcast mission is to spark your entrepreneurial spirit, to think outside the box as to how you want to lead and impact. And it all starts with your thoughts. So sit back and enjoy and let me pull the curtains on your fabulous mind. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Fabulous Mind Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest on, Mr. Winston Williams. He is a personal development coach, so he's here to talk about his amazing uh, services, but also what inspires him to be this coach in the online space. So hello, Winston, and welcome. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? I'm very good, Anna. It's nice speaking to you. Yes, so good to see you too. And so let's just start off with just introduce yourself and tell the people who you are, what you do. Hi, so my name is Winston, as you said, and I am a personal development coach based in Denmark. I do a lot of my work online. I have a couple of clients in Denmark as well. I have a background in psychology, bachelor in psychology. I'm applying for a master's in Aarhus University. I've worked in psychiatric treatment and pedagogy for the last 10 years or so, working with different mental illnesses, with children in schools, autism and ADHD. I also work now with criminals who have been sectioned because of uh, violent crimes. And yeah, so that's what my background is. And now I'm helping people improve their lives. So I know you talk about you were pretty much in the psychology world and psychiatric world. What has inspired you to now start into the coaching world? Yeah, well, so working with people who are extremely challenged, and I mean, you know, there, there are a number of people in society who have mental illnesses, but the types I work with are around 3% of the worst, the worst hit, basically, the mm-hmm. most violent, the most dangerous for themselves and for society. But it also means that they're also very slow to develop themselves. And I could feel that there was a part of me who just wanted to be involved with people who want to change their lives. Many of these section people don't. And also can have the opportunity to develop. So it's just filling a little hole for myself, I guess, in terms of helping people to develop. And so far, I'm, you know, helping people and seeing how just in a few weeks they can change their lives dramatically. And it's a really, really nice feeling for me. It is. And um, it's fun because it, it creates you this perfect balance with everything, like working with more challenged people, but also with people who are, I wouldn't say less challenged, but in a very different setting of challenges. Right. Mm. So that's amazing. And um, I know you talk a a lot about growth mindset. So I want you to dive a a little bit deeper into that. So I'm always, I've always been someone who's reading a lot and trying to improve myself. And I discovered a few years ago, there was something called growth mindset. And it's uh, some psychologists who started to describe this idea of people who are always improving themselves and always learning more to develop themselves. I'm always looking around to see people who are doing better than me in things that interest me. And by understanding how they got there and the things I wanted to improve, I realized that I became a better person. 
and with coaching and personal development what I've realized there's a lot of other people who have the same mindset that I do so it's a case of how can I use my knowledge my experiences to help people to improve their lives so growth mindset for me is just that constant improvement that constant trying to do better than you were yesterday that's really good and can you talk a little bit more about your own personal story on growth mindset Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> just start I, where you uh, think you, you should start and just go from there. So the reason I got interested in psychology is when I was around 17, 18, and I failed all of my A-levels, uh, I went to a pretty decent school in England. And, you know, there was an expectation that it's likely that we're going to either Oxford or Cambridge or Warwick or one of the elite universities in England. I got interested in motivation because I wanted to understand why I didn't care about school anymore. I was under a lot of pressure as a teenager to perform uh, academically all of the time. And as soon as there was a hole for me to get out of it, I did. I left. I failed my levels and I went on to work, working in luxury brands for about 10 years. But I always had this idea that I wanted to understand motivation and psychology. And I ended up a few years later living in Denmark, studying psychology. And actually I sat next to a guy called Edward Decky, if you know anything about um, external intrinsic motivation, he's uh, someone who's done a lot of work on that. And it was just like a dream come true for me. And ever since then, it's just been more learning about education, about motivation, what makes people want to learn, want to grow. And I've never lost that. I'm still interested in that today. Well, it is a very fascinating world. Um... I, well, you know, I'm a total geek on these things. Uh, who, um, and when you started diving into the psychology uh, aspect of behaviorism or people or motivation, um, were there people in that time that you got super fascinated about, like people like psychologists or maybe um, people in your environment or even like people who you, you heard on, you heard about in your courses or education? Where should I start? Um, well, once I started reading psychology, I was really interested in the idea of external and intrinsic motivations. And that brought me to people like Edward Dickey. But way before that, I actually went to um, a Anthony Robbins uh, seminar. I think it was in the Excel Center in London. And that opened my eyes to the idea of psychology. Um, I had a job in Stella McCartney in a luxury brand where one of the managers there I, I was having an issue at work and she was telling me about understanding different people's behaviors and why people do things. I was kind of in like a middle manager, like an operations coordinator position. So I had people I had to motivate to do things to make my job easier and to make just work generally easier. Mm -hmm. And I was having some trouble with that. I was only 20, 21 years old at that time. So there's been a lot of things that have pushed me in the direction. Um, but I would say definitely... Edward Decky is someone who I have really looked up to when it comes to motivation in psychology. Well, that's a really good name, taking notes of that for sure. Um, and the more you dived into psychology and saw all the, like, I know you went through your studies. Did you know you wanted to work in that field in that moment? I actually didn't. Um, in the beginning, it was just pure interest. I knew that I could use psychology for whatever I wanted to do because everything in view involving humans involves behavior, right? So and I knew it, whatever it, I do, it was- To be honest, involved. everything involves humans. <laughs> exactly. So the more I started to read about it, the more I started to learn and understand my own issues and people around me, and then started to work with people who had difficulties. Yeah, I mean, the option 
the it started to become maybe I could be a psychologist. Maybe I can start helping people and talking them through their problems. Um, and now, especially with the coaching, I find that I would love to be able to give therapy as well. I find that there's people often have things that are holding them back. And to be able to help them from both sides, you know, helping them to move forward, but also helping them to deal with things from their past. Yeah, so it's definitely something that interests me, becoming a, a therapist or a psychologist. Yeah, okay. So having kind of the both of the, those worlds. Yeah, definitely. So good. And I know, uh, how, how long have you started coaching? I've actually only been coaching since around the start of the pandemic. I'd already planned to get started with online uh, work there. But then, of course, the pandemic just made it the perfect time to get involved with working with people on Zoom and other types of video call. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. And um, what's it's been your experience as an entrepreneur on the online space? Of, like Just putting yourself out there, being a coach, but also being uh, a marketer and especially in that specific time let's be honest it's been a challenge for everybody i believe well yeah. some bloomed pretty much and some <laughs> was more a challenge how did uh, did that go for you i think it's really helped that people have become familiar with doing things online especially over the last 18 months people have become like i i, I didn't even know about zoom a year and a half ago i knew about was it microsoft teams i knew about that But now everybody knows how to use it. Everybody's from, a lot of people have it downloaded on their phones. So it's made being online a lot more accessible and mm -hmm. having an online business a lot easier than I can imagine it was before. But in terms of having my own company and it being mainly based online, well, every time I dig a little bit deeper, I find out there's more information to know. And yeah, it's just, it's never ending. So trying to build up my Instagram page and trying to do my online marketing. It's just there's so much information to learn in, in order to get your message out of there. So yeah. for sure. And there's so many platforms, there's so many different ways of doing like pushing it out there also. It's it's a let's be honest, it's a world to dive in. And um, would you say it's a it's been an interesting journey for you starting your online business? Yeah, I mean it's been I wouldn't say up and down. There's been a lot of the way I would use ups and downs is I, I started at one point trying to be on all the different social medias. And very quickly, I, yeah, very quickly, I realized that wasn't a good idea because you have to, you have to change your message for each medium and, and there's different people have different approaches. attitudes, and different ways of approaching the information. Yeah. So I now I just stick mainly to Instagram and then I repost on Facebook and on LinkedIn and other places. So. Okay. Amazing. And how is it going now since you started? It's going really well. Um, since I met you, is it four months ago? Maybe a little bit longer? We met, yeah, we met at the beginning of the year. So it's been four or five months, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like that. So since then, I've kind of, I've rebranded. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot better what I'm doing now. And, you know, I have a few clients. Last year, I had a lot of clients who I kind of just did as pro bono because I wanted to just test my ideas out and my theories and ways of working. Mm -hmm. Whereas since January is when I actually had my first paying client. And since then it's going pretty well. So it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm looking, I'm looking around two years to create a good foundation that I could have the potential to see as a full-time job. Yeah. Um, but for now I'm just enjoying helping people and enjoying the, the, the journey of building up my own business. Yeah. Amazing. Same here. Same here. Um, 
Amazing. So now let's go with some pick your mind questions. So for everybody who's new on the podcast, um, every person that is invited, I'm going to ask them three, the three same questions where I'm just going to pick their minds. That's pretty much the, the pun here. Uh, so you get different responses, but also it really helps you to see how different people, even in some sort of similar fields, you will see they have really different responses, which really ends up to be what makes the mind so fabulous. So Winston, what in your experience and opinion makes up a fabulous mind, you think? A fabulous mind, mm -hmm. openness. I think the idea and the understanding that you're not always right will give you the humility to speak to people and understand that maybe somebody has something to teach you. I love that. I really love that. Amazing. And second question, what makes it so fabulous to do the work you do? I love working with people. There is something about that connection, especially when you, when you help someone take a step forward or take a step away from something that they've been trying to avoid for a long time. Um, just that idea of progress. I love watching people grow. Mm -hmm. And now, what is your biggest superpower of your fabulous self? My biggest superpower, I would probably say the ability to read people's emotions. Uh, I think I'm very empathetic in the way that I can, I can tell when someone's having a good or a bad time. Um, maybe there's negative reasons why I'm able to do that, but I've found out how to use that positive. Uh, it means I can read situations, read rooms and read people. And sometimes when we want help, we don't actually say we do. But when you're able to feel people, then you can actually step in that role. Well, that's, that's the interesting thing is you say maybe people don't say it, but they actually do say it because it's really such a, yeah. well, we say it, well, um, like we all hear that, that words only like, it's like words represent like, I think 7% of our communication, right? I think so. Yeah. And then I think it's like 55 or 53% that it's all body language. Mm -hmm. So body language, like, and I think it's like, I, I think you should never see it as a negative thing of being able to read anybody because um, I think it's a gift that a lot of people don't quite use it to their own advantage. Oh, yeah. I mean, to, to qualify what I'm saying, I, I think a lot of people who are empathetic or empaths, as we call them, um, sometimes that actually comes from be, having a narcissistic background, from having someone who's raised you in a, in a very narcissistic way, where you have to be very aware of the, uh, things that they might be looking out for to criticize or punishments or different things. And so a lot of empaths actually come out of that. So that's why I mean, it may be okay. a negative place, oh, yeah, but it can be used in a positive way. Okay. But let's, well, it's okay. Like I get, and I get it. Well, there's always this law of polarity who's always at play in every sort of thing. So I get that. But if you use it for the good of like the good afterwards, that's, yeah. that's good. But I think a lot of people are more empath than they believe. So I think everybody yeah. is at some point um, because we were all born with this intruistic kind of uh, sixth sense. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I think we kind of lost track of using it to, to the better, to, to be able to read stuff, read people and understand maybe a little bit more of our world. Um, we could dive more into that, the conversation one day, because like psychology, uh, because for me, that's the interesting part of psychology is really um, how people really 
um, the science behind it, like the history behind it, like all the evolution and the different like theories and aspects of it that people just brought to our world, brought to light, I will say like that really brought to light or make us think in a very different way about ourselves and our environments and how we actually behave in it. Um, so uh, I would love to dive back into uh, your experience because um, in the, I know in the coaching world, we talk a lot about the positive side of things and stuff like that, but you pretty much live out a little bit of both sides of the spectrum. Um, how is it to work with some more challenging people out there who, unfortunately, I say, and I believe that, um, I believe there's so much good to be made with people who have more uh, difficulty in our society to evolve and be part of the community in a more positive way. Um, what would you say about that? Because we don't talk a lot about it. I don't hear a lot of people talk about that side of the spec, like the side of the spectrum. And there's so many mindset people, actually Bob Proctor, he used to go in prisons and work with people in prisons, uh, but it's not, he doesn't talk about it so much because sometimes a little bit looked upon and um, what's your experience with that? Um, well, there's a few different ways I, I could look at that. One of them is in terms of my own understanding of people and their behaviors. When you're working with people who have extreme behaviors, it makes you very sensitive to, to little things that you maybe would not have paid attention to before. So for example, we have one guy who is extremely impulsive and his body language, his facial expressions, the strategies that he uses to try and get what he wants, they're very extreme. And what I've found is, well, actually it's just, it's the same thing that most people do just turned up to 11. And when you become sensitive to that kind of behavior you also notice it in everyone else and myself and it's easier to see okay there's something going on there what do we what can we do about that how can we work on that or change that issue the other side for me which is more the sad side is that the understanding the very real understanding that there are people who have an extremely hard time developing and maybe they can't develop uh, so in terms of, you know, a lot of people we have, we take care of them and the agreement we have with the government or with the council is to try and improve them and help them to become contributing members of society. But for example, I have one guy who works with eight years and it's quite clear this guy will never be a contributing member of society. Whereas we have others who just with the right strategies, maybe they're autistic or Asperger's, they are actually capable to live by themselves and to have a happy life once mm -hmm. we've helped them with certain things. So understanding that there is, the, there is the, most people in the world are able of development, but there is a small few who are actually not. And that's actually quite sad, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it must be challenging because you're there to help them, but mm. it's like, like you said, you said it like it, it's clear that he will never like, like he, he won't shift to that side of, of the, like of the community. He's, yeah, exactly. I can get that. And of course we want to work with people who are congruent, like, because it makes it more, um, well, it makes it a better relationship and transaction, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, would you like to talk about more about your coaching maybe where can we find you and work with you and learn more about like all the the goodness that you share yeah so 
like I said, I use a lot of my experiences from working in psychiatry and my background in psychology. And obviously that's increasing. Once I finish my master's, then I'll probably be off in therapy as well. But, you know, I like to see people develop. I've had a lot of challenges in my own life. I've read a lot of books. I've been through a lot of things and, and I love to challenge myself all the time. So I like to meet people like that. I like to talk to people like that and support people in their development and in their growth. So I'm the kind of person, if you're looking to take the next step up in your life, then it's highly likely I'm somebody you'd like to speak to. Either I have information for you or I can point you in the right direction. And, you know, you can find me on my website, which is winstonwilliams.dk, and you find all my social media links and there's my about page and things. You can see who I am and what I'm about. And as I told you before we went online, I'm starting to work on an online course. So hopefully that's up within a couple of months. That's so cool. But so everybody, I'm going to link uh, Winston's information in the show notes. Don't worry about that. And of course, we can find him on Instagram. He kind of mentioned that, that it's main, his main focus. And of course, we're going to stay peeled to your page to learn more about this new course coming about. So it's, that's, I think it's the first time you drop. Is it the first time you talk about it uh, actually publicly? Yes. This is, this is actually the first time I mentioned it. So this is exclusive. Yeah, I'm working. Oh, it's exclusive. Oh, I'm okay it's on it's on i mean I've, i've got my newsletter coming out soon and I'll, i'll put it in there but this is the first time i've publicly spoken about that. So. people you got the the biggest secret ever winston is ah oh, that's so cool okay thank you i'm honored <laughs> and um so i just want to ask you one last question before because I, i as i asked the last question i was like what is kind of your method to work would you like to share the way you a little bit about Absolutely. how you so, So I'm actually trained as a narrative coach and with narrative practice, what we do is we help people tell their stories or we listen to people's stories. And the, the thing is when we tell our story and when we see who we are as a person, we have a dominant story, narrative practice, especially when it's a negative story, we go into a person's past and ask them about things that they're happy about and things that they're proud of. And we ask them how that happened, what they did to prepare for that. And we then talk about how they can repeat that. And what happens is we have this story which might be negative, but there's all these other things that we normally don't include in that dominant story. And so we start what is called reauthoring. We start remaking their life story. And we focus also on the positive things that maybe haven't been included. And we figure out a person's values, we figure out what they stand for, where they want to go, what they feel their purpose in life is. And that's when I start using the tools I've learned from psychiatry and from pedagogy to help create strategies to help people to get where it is they want to get. That might be a better relationship with their partner, with their children. It might be a career change or a step up, a pay rise and so on. But in every way, it's kind of a step up in life. That's what I work on. Amazing. I love that. So everybody, thank you for joining on this amazing podcast. This was amazing. Also, if you're not part of the Facebook community, you want to join because Winston is being is going to drop some amazing extra resources for you guys in just a moment. So thank you all for listening and come and join us for the Facebook group. Winston, I thank you so much for this amazing podcast. It was really interesting. Thank you for having me, Anna, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. So was fire. I really hope you enjoyed this. 
Remember to also subscribe to the podcast because you really don't want to miss out on all the juiciness that is dropped every single day only for you. Also, if you are looking for more, there is a fabulous community for you to join where bonuses, extra content, surprises, and of course, the opportunity to meet other badasses who are also on a journey of self-discovery of their own greatness. You can find all the information in the show notes. And once again, thank you for listening to Your Fabulous Mind podcast.